hello and welcome everybody to a, a very, very special episode of LAP. Let's only... fucking go. <laughs> Not hello. only is it episode 40, but ladies and gentlemen, we have done it. Shout out Jerry Bull. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> We've done it. Mission fucking accomplished. This is one of the great one of the greatest 72 hour stretches, one of the most important 72 hour stretches in franchise history as well. Like, yeah, I was saying it. Um, I was saying it in our chat earlier today. Like, hey, I'm like, I'm really, really jazzed to hop on the pod tonight because ever ever since the trade deadline, got to be honest, it's been a little hard to just get excited to come in and talk about the Ducks. You know, we're we are in the dog days of the tank, you know, like not just not a whole lot to to really discuss here but now i mean holy shit have the tides ever shifted with what's some fervor happened. in his voice tonight folks with what's kind of happened in the last 72 hours so <laughs> I'm, i mean i mean dude i'm just i'm stoked mission accomplished. this is yeah. exactly what we wanted we got a jazz connor in here let's go baby i'm fired up, I'm fired <laughs> thank up. You to the thank you to seltzers shout out to seltzers shout out happy dad if you want to sponsor us yeah, i was gonna say i believe all of us are enjoying a a beverage tonight no, yeah man i'm not I think I think the Nelk boys make this one. So if somebody knows them, if they want to lob us a lob yeah. us a follow. Got myself a Kona big wave. So if anyone at Kona is listening, shout out to you. And I am drinking a Stone Buena Vesa, and it is is very tasty. But Lou, Lou I like your angels hat. It's a nice hat. Man, yeah. it's, a, it's a nice hat. We that we was... don't even have to talk about the games because no. honestly, all that matters is we lost out. I mean um yeah what can you say about losing your last 13 what? honestly <laughs> i mean hey it, it's you you really couldn't have tanked any better than that i know yeah i know there was some discourse on twitter you know the last month or two definitely some discourse over in the in the crash the pond uh little crash the pond discord you know because like it from a tanker's perspective you know last month or two you know with the with the bottom four or five just constantly flip-flopping almost every single day it was getting a little dicey there you know if you're if you're a hopeful tanker like myself you know obviously you want the team to just stay as low as possible so it was getting a little dicey there you know ideally you wouldn't have liked it to have to come down to the to the to the final game and have to come down to another team winning but i mean hey all said and done now and the ducks did everything they possibly could in the grand scheme of things, to we end love our blue jackets. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to the blue jackets. Shout out to the Pittsburgh Penguins, actually, for allowing that to happen. Because that, yeah, <laughs> I know we lost. I know we did end up losing, but that we're not in thirty second. We're not in last without the blue yeah. jackets winning that game. So shout out, shout out to our fellow birds. Shout out Steel City. Shout out Ricky. You, this is what happens when you can't Homer fly. Friend. Ducks are better. So Thursday, Thursday was fun because all like all day at work, I was talking with my coworkers, like we, we have to lose this game. Like Mm -hmm. the stars have to align. Everything has to go like perfect. And the Columbus game started and I was, I I literally was like sharpening skates with real open on my phone, just watching the seconds tick down in that game. Yeah. And they were, some of my coworkers were watching it on one of the computers up front (laughs) And they were, you know, they're seeing it happen in real time. So they just go over the mic and be like, hey, Jake, Penguin scored. And it's like, fuck. I'm like sitting there not paying attention, you know, not doing my job. And then the Chicago game started and the whole time just like, you you fuckers better not mess it up. 
just like, <laughs> please, I need you and Columbus to win. And Columbus winds up winning. Chicago loses. And I was like, okay, perfect. I was like, we just need to lose now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was that ever stressful? I have watched way too much Columbus Blue Jackets ho- hockey. Than I did too. Should be humanly healthy this entire year. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that's over. Shout yeah. out CBJ for one last yeah. time. Let's give it a up the jackets. Up the jackets. Yeah. And this this is a rare thank you to the LA Kings as well. You you took yes. us you took us down in the final game. You you know you threw some shots at us where we are in the standings, but we can't help but thank you. You really helped us out, get the best odds for Connor Bedard. So thank you, LA Kings. That'll be a rare thank you from me. But yeah, it's it's out there. Thanks. Little, uh, little, uh, little hat tip to our neighbors up the, uh, yep. to our neighbors up the 405. I wish you all the best in your, in your first round. No, hopeful, they can still, still hopefully you, I mean, uh, top three pick in this draft is better than a first round. Yeah. So Kings going down in six here, fellas. The great Kings thing about, about the end of that game was like, I, I follow enough Kings fans and stuff. Um, so half my timeline is hell yeah, we won. <laughs> the other half is just, everybody from ducks twitter just celebrating and posting yeah. gifts of just like you know champagne bottles being popped and <laughs> it completely like drowned out like i did not see any of my king's friends tweeting just because every tweet that was popping up was just everybody like we did it we did it from a from a ducks twitter perspective and you know chris and i especially have been around on ducks twitter for a really long time like going on 10 years um that was a playoff game Mm-hmm. on twitter everybody oh. that i follow on ducks twitter was tweeting was talking about the game after the game ended was celebrating like that was that was a game seven for us and yeah <laughs> and i know typically you don't want to lose game sevens but in in technically we were, we lost, it, but in reality yeah. we won the game seven we were happy to lose this yeah. type of game seven that wasn't really a game seven the ducks are actually <laughs> two and oh in their last game sevens in their last two game sevens fun fact Fun fact. Huh. Fun fact. And Felix says, yet not a peep about it from the broadcast. Yeah, I mean, I, I Felix and Jake, I know over across the pond, they kind of they kind of touched on that um uh on their episode um that they put out yesterday, or was it last night? Last, last night. night. Yeah, last night, right? Yeah. On their episode last night. So shout the quick shout out, Crash the Pond. Go listen to their new episode if you haven't yet. Um Get out CTP. <laughs> yeah, but you know, kind of that brings up a good point and it's actually something I want I wanted to hear you guys think about or hear hear your guys thoughts on e- yes everyone on the broadcast crew are team employees and it's you can't expect a team to want its employees to come out on a broadcast and be like yeah you need to lose this game like obviously not expecting that but the fact that it wasn't even mentioned and you have Gia Bear on the pregame show talking about how important the Ducks getting two points is tonight. Like, it's just, <laughs> I'm not expecting them to be like, no, the Ducks need to lose. We need to lose. The Ducks can't win. Like, I don't, that's not happening. I I think, it, at least for me personally, what I would like to see is, it, is them just being a little bit more real about it. Mm-hmm. Just come out and be like, yes, hey, look, look what a loss can do for the Ducks. Yes, you know, ending the season on a win whatever you think, you know, it could be good, but Hey, at least take solace in the fact that a loss does this for us. Um, yeah. I would just like to see a little bit more of that. You know, I do, I do kind of appreciate from a Johnny and hazy perspective. Now I didn't, I didn't hear this cause I watched the third period. I was at a bar when I saw the third period, but so I, I couldn't hear it on the, um, 
on the TV that was showing it. But I guess apparently Johnny and Hazy immediately in the postgame show brought it up and were like, okay, hey, yeah, we lost. But hey, look, look, look at where we are now. Um, you know, the team's gotten the, the team is locked up number one odds in the in the Connor Bedard draft. So I like that they at least acknowledge it, but kind of what do you guys think from like, you know, a pregame and during the game perspective? Like, should teams kind of like just be a little bit more real or like are you just kind of whatever about it? I mean, with our market specifically, I don't think you'd ever see them openly rooting for that on the broadcast because, I mean, there's still a level of professionalism you have to hold. But at the same time, like, I kind of see it through the eyes of, like, you know you know what the fan base is going through. Yeah. Like, not everybody – I mean, you obviously have those people out there that still want to see a win because it is a rivalry game. Like, it, it's always nice to beat the Kings regardless of being bad, you know, or, or good. But, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't expect them to go out of their way to be like, oh, hell yeah, guys, like – he's coming home <laughs> but yeah. at the same at the same time like kind of pretending it doesn't exist is a little like come on like you know the situation yeah. we're in yeah there's a line it, there's a line there acting like it doesn't exist and that the team needs two points like we're still in somehow we're still somehow in a competitive position i don't think that's being real with your fans and i think that's kind of selling your fans a little bit short um yeah. Now, again, I'm not expecting Johnny and Hazy when the Kings score to be like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, no, it's not what I'm expecting at all. Just being a little bit more upfront and real about what the situation is yeah. and laying it out for, because I mean, Jacob Felix kind of brought it up a little bit. Like our listeners for the most part, and especially us four and a lot of Ducks Twitter aren't just your casual fan. You mm-hmm. know, we know everything that's going on. We're aware of the standings. We know about the draft. We know about the prospects coming up. We know how important it is. We know Puck. But the average fan who's just kind of from Orange County, who's just maybe kind of tuning in for the game, you know, old, you know, old 60-year-old Stephen Sharon, you know, just tuning in for the game on a, on a, on a Thursday night, sitting down with their Stephen dinner. Sharon. They're probably not... You, you know, they're probably not going to know what's at stake here. So I think if team and especially teams that are, that are in a situation like us where we're really bad and, you know, a, 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 I hate using the word casual, but a casual fan like that may not be like maybe extremely turned off by how bad this team was this year. Mm-hmm. I think it would almost do the team more of a justice to be like, Hey, yeah this season has kind of sucked, but look where we are now and look where this has put the team and look and, and explain how this is going to set the team up for great success in the future. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a line there that I think that they could have uh, done a better job at kind of uh, walking it, you know, like you can at least coming out. I just think coming out and being like, no, the ducks need two points tonight. Like, come on. Like, yeah, that's, that's a little much. Like, come on now. The fans nobody, know that that's not the nobody case. wants that, dude. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Thursday, Thursday's festivities led into Friday morning with the club announcing that Dallas Akins is not being picked up for his club option, and he is uh, no longer going to be the head coach of the Ducks. That was a big morning. We're here. <laughs> um, to whoever bookmarked my happy last. Dallas Aikens coached game tweet on Thursday. You can kindly unbookmark that now because you cannot clown on me anymore yeah. because it happened. <laughs> it sure um, did. <laughs> you know, if Elon did anything right, it's seeing, seeing that people prey on your downfall. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I mean, I woke up Friday and I was just like, oh, hell yeah, cool. Yeah. And it kind of took a while to set in like, oh shit, they actually did it. Like, yeah. we don't have to sit back and worry anymore of like, fuck, is Pat going to see next year? It's like, eh, let's give him another, another <laughs> kick at the can. Like, yeah, he yeah. finally, and, you know, coming out and saying it was time for a fresh outlook, a fresh pair of eyes and just a fresh start is what I think we've all wanted to hear since the start of the season when they said he was returning. Um, and I feel like we must say ahead of time before we get into talking about this, you know, Dallas Aikens, the human seems like a great guy. Yeah. You know, he he's done a lot for the community since he's become head coach. He's done a lot with the community since he was the coach of the goals. Um, you know, the human Dallas Aikens isn't coach Dallas Aikens. And I think a lot of that, you know, there was a lot of conversation yesterday of, hey, like, maybe we shouldn't be cheering that a guy just lost his job. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I see it from the perspective of hockey's a business. You know, we say it all the time with guys that get traded, guys that leave in free agency, guys that have to make these decisions. Um, you know, it's, it comes with the territory, you know we wish Dallas the best because he is a great guy. You know, obviously, you know, Felix has mentioned it. Jake mentioned it. Um, you know, you don't get the reputation of being well-respected by your team for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it just so happens. He's just not, he's not an X's and O's guy. Um, you know, it's not a slight on him, but you know, it was it was a necessary thing that needed to happen for this team to really improve. And, yeah. you know, certainly with the prospect of having a, a, a franchise-altering player like Connor Bedard come in the summer or, you know, even, even if things don't go our way and we're picking two or three, you're still getting a player that is going to make this team better sooner rather than later. Yeah. And did we want the treatment of, okay, he's going to play fourth line with Derek Grant and Sam Carrick and get five minutes a night. You know, yeah, it's, it's not a slight on the guy because, you know, Dallas seems like a cool dude. It's just, it's part of the business and it's shitty, but it just means that there's exciting times ahead. Yeah. You can, you can acknowledge the, character value and whatever other things may be that um, a guy like Dallas Akins can bring to a professional lineup. But, you know, it's, it's the way, it's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes like, yeah, of course it would have been, um, you know, I was reading, uh, I was reading our good buddy Felix's article today and he made a mention like, you know, it would, it would have been nice to see a truly good guy like Dallas Akins have success in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree it would have, but I mean, Hey, you know, it's just the way it happens sometimes. And Aikens, was a great guy in the community. It seems like the players really like him, but yeah, you know, like Jakey touched on, it's a business at the end of the day and the results just weren't there. And we saw it night in and night out for the last three or four years. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know, wish, wish Dallas Aikens the best, you know, I, I, I know that we had talked about it a little bit, but you know, I know he Dallas Aikens I'm, I'm talking about had mentioned that he would like to stay with the organization in some way. And I think I'd be okay with that. You know what? You yeah. want to yeah. bring him on as like yeah. an advisor or something like that now, or like, great. Um, you know, I don't know if I'd have him on the coaching staff. I definitely wouldn't, but 
Um, but if you have uh, them around the, the team, yeah, you know, during exactly. training camp or like when the rookies come in for the summer, like mm-hmm. have him around in a capacity where he's able to shape a young mind, just not. Yeah. Or like do what Scott Niedermeyer did um, for, a, for a couple of years there where he, where he was just at the practices that were here in Anaheim and he didn't travel with the team. He was just kind of an auxiliary guy just to, you know, feed the guys a little bit of, um, you know, just a little bit of mind fuel at practice and give some tips. Like, you know, if that's something he wants to do, I'd be, I'd be okay with that. But again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring him back to be on the staff or to be an assistant, but um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's weird that we're finally here. Like the Aikens era is over and it's confirmed. Yeah. It's yeah, like we're on, before, to, we're on to greener pastures now. You know, that's and yeah. that's what we got to keep in mind. You know, you can, like Jake said, you can be sad and a little disappointed that a guy, you know, is out of a job, but at the same time be happy because you knew that wasn't the fit long term and you know that that's not what you're going to have going forward. Yeah. And before before he officially got fired, I was wondering if if Akins would maybe stick around um, in some smaller role. So. I, I well, think they, it'd be they cool very if he well did. could still announce that in the summer. They, they um, yeah. You know, it's just the end of his tenure as coach. It's yeah. not like a straight up, like, hey, we changed the locks, you know, don't bother coming back kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Felix brought this up last night. He had that graphic up within like 10 minutes after it was announced. Yeah. Was, so you knew, you knew you. Yeah. So he had to know like together. the night before. You can yeah. put together that Aikens already knew that this was well, his last coaching game. What, I kind of, I kind of feel like yeah. he probably knew a little more ahead of time than that. You know, I, I don't yeah. think this decision is as rash as say like Pittsburgh or, you know, like Columbus today. Um, you know, if anything, you know, Pittsburgh feels just like, Hey, you guys, you guys wasted a year of Crosby, Malk and Latang. you know, mm-hmm. fuck you, you know, Get, get your asses out <laughs> like it, it felt like it was probably something that pat sat down with and was like hey this is where my mind's at this is where we can be if you know the stars align and things go right the next couple games um i kind of feel like he probably knew a little a little more than just thursday personally yeah like i don't think this was any sort of like decision that came down to the wire yeah um, yeah Aikens, Aikens was probably informed Fiverr Beak, I would at least assume probably two days before, or at least after um, the game against Vancouver on Tuesday. Um, is probably the, that's probably the latest time he found out, I would imagine, if yeah. not if not about a week or two before that Verbeek just kind of let him know. But um, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's kind of vindicating. It's, it's, it's relieving that we do not have Dallas Akins behind the bench anymore. And I'm excited for what's coming, you know, really excited for what's going to happen over, you know, over the next month or two, um, you know, Matt, kinda, McElveen season. Matt, we'll, get into that. <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe touch on that a little bit, a little bit later, but we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to Matt, that Matt, in Mac- a little bit. Matt McElveen. Remember, McElveen? The, remember the name. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, you know, really excited to see what's going to kind of come out in the next month or two is, as we near close to the draft, you know, I know, I know I tweeted something about it yesterday, but, you know, obviously we want Pat Verbeek to take time, you know, really do his due diligence with whatever he needs to do in terms of getting his final list of names down, um, you know, doing the research he needs to do. Um, but I would, I would, I would be shocked if our, if we don't know who our next head coach is before the draft on June 28th. So I would, I would imagine that that, that, that announcement and decision would come before that. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, 
I'd imagine we're going to start hearing names pretty quickly sometime in the next couple of weeks. So it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see kind of, kind of who they pick. I know we just do, referenced it, you know, we've do we want to touch on that now before we, we get into anything else just while, we, while it's fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's touch on that a little bit. And then I just want to quickly talk about the mindset going into the lottery after yeah, this and, yeah. and then we can, we can kind of jump in, but yeah, go ahead, Jake. Well, I was just going to say, uh, you know, obviously we've been talking about Matt McElveen, um, and we brought it up last episode. It definitely feels like there's a little more smoke there because Elliot Friedman brought it up again on 32 thoughts again this week on yesterday's episode. I will say it was a little annoying to hear him say, oh, well, you know, they, you know, what are they going to do? Because who's going to want to take this job after Aikens? If you know that kind of the word on the street is for Beaks looking to kind of bring McIlvain in to maybe sit in San Diego for a year and two, kind of get familiar with the, the kids that are up and coming. And he's like, what, what are you going to do as a coach? That's going to be the temp guy in there. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I, I kind of feel like, you know, Verbeek's not going to say, oh yeah, you're my guy, but you get two years and you're done. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, and I, maybe it's just kind of the way that that conversation was flowing in 32 thoughts, but it was just like, I, again, like these guys understand that this is a business, like a GM's not going to just call you up and be like, Hey, you want to come <laughs> coach for me? And then, you know, unless you're Vancouver, you're not going to just go, yeah. Hey, you, you know, I don't like you anymore. Get out of my face, please. Yeah, um, the Canucks are calling you, you know, just don't answer, in my <laughs> opinion. Don't answer that. But, you know, again, the, the fact that there's more smoke on McIlvain potentially coming over from Austria is, in you know, an exciting thought. You know, 37-year-old coach, got into coaching very early. I, I think on last ep- the last episode I said he was a player. Um, I was wrong. He tore both his ACLs and had to stop playing. Jesus. All right. Um, you know, so that's he, why he got he, into coaching. He did, he did play, but he did not play in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, very f- fresh blood in the game. I could see wanting to have him season a little bit and get some time coaching North American hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I feel like he's not going to understand the game. I mean, clearly his record in Austria is very, very good. Um, so he gets results, but uh, you know there is an adjustment. Yeah, you know, we see yeah. it when players come over. There, there's a there's a time. It takes some time to kind of get acclimated to how things are done out here. Yeah. Um, but it's exciting because you know if he really seems to be the guy going forward, he seems like a great guy. Um, the little the little. Red Bull video that they did with him. He, he seems like he, he really cares about his his players and stuff. Uh, it was kind of funny because the video had him doing drills with one guy and uh, he asked him afterwards, like on a scale of one to 10, one easiest practice, 10, the hardest, you know, what would you say today's was? And the guy was like, oh, it's a seven. And he was like, what? He's like, come on, we gotta get back out. He's like, we gotta get you back out there working again. Jesus. <laughs> it's like when you just up to 10. Yeah, yeah. you know, I was really kind of doing my first dive on Matt McIlvain last night. You know, it was, uh, was in the crash the pond discord with, uh, with Felix and a few others last night. And Felix was sending the videos that Jake is referencing. And, you know, we were, we were all just kind of live watching them and then, and then talking about them in the discord. And I think Felix made a perfect comparison and I can appreciate it as a, as a, as a LA Rams fan, you know, he kind of, he kind of gives off the hockey Sean McVay vibes. 
you know, a younger guy coming in with just some really, really fresh mindsets, you know, kind of, um, and maybe we'll, uh, we'll somehow, we'll somehow link the videos that, uh, uh, that Felix posted on Twitter. So you guys can find them or we'll, or we'll, uh, we'll reference them or whatever, but, you know, just kind of the things that McIlvain talks about in those videos about just establishing culture and just really figuring out early on before the season, what the team wants to be asking his, you know, at, taking his own players answers into account when he asks, when he asks them things like what kind of team do you guys think we are? What time, what kind of player do you guys think we can be? You know, those are, you know, that's just a small example of some of the things that he brought up that I thought was just really, really, really impressive and fresh and kind of, kind of different from just your typical, uh, you know, well, hey, we, uh, we just got to play a full 60 and, you know, mm-hmm. really play our game. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's refreshing and it's an it's it's a new modern mindset from a guy that clearly knows his shit and yeah. you know it from those videos you kind of you know you get the vibe that his players really enjoy playing with him um or playing for him i should say so you know i i know that's kind of really the first name we're we're hearing in the um in uh in the uh in, in the co- in the coaching vacancy in, in anaheim now so you know good to good to kind of it's good to know that one of the first names we're hearing is not like a, a Peter Laviolette or I was just about to bring him up or a Mike Babcock or, you know, like that. Um, It's refreshing to see that at least for seems to be leaning the more modern route, which I think is really good and not just kind of dipping, dipping into the coaching carousel. It's been, yeah, let's not recycle. Randy Carlisle third time's a charm. (laughs) This is, this is the one time I'll see. Hey, let's not recycle. 10, yeah, you know, those group of 10 guys, you know, your Laviolettes, your Elaine Vigneault, you know, guys like that. So, um, yeah, it'll, you know, I know we already touched on it, but, you know, long story short, um, you know, it'll be, it'll be really exciting. <laughs> Our good, uh, my good buddy, John, who is a, a former Capitals fan says, any, <laughs> of you, any of those choices are better than that terrorist Adam Oates. <laughs> <sighs> terrorist jesus oh just, oh just so you guys know john is also the biggest carl alsner stan you'll ever um, you'll ever uh, meet in your life so you mean habs habs legend carl alsner <laughs> oh hey little hockey Alls- daily 365 in the chat what's up sir oh oh well, hey welcome. look at him joining finally guess, guess we gotta to... do these saturday streams more often right <laughs> uh someone put mary bedard's miss all i like that but i'm mary i'm bedard. also afraid like i'm excited but i'm also afraid to get too excited because yeah you know, i just live very, very tapered expectations for yeah you. Like, <laughs> that's a, so that's that's a perfect segue kind of into what i wanted to touch on so yeah look we're here we're in last we are guaranteed a top three pick this is exactly what we wanted back in like the end of November, early December, when we were all kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, this team actually is really, really, really bad. This was the goal and it was achieved. Mission accomplished. As dicey and unsure as it kind of got there in the last month of the season, whatever, it doesn't matter. We ended Should up. we have a parade? <laughs> no, no. We're not going to get cocky. But um, <laughs> And pull yeah, a wagon outside the Honda Center just yeah. with like a yeah. little little flag on it, <laughs> Connor's <Yeah>. face on it. <laughs> well, so one of the I just wanted to remind everybody and reset. Yes, everybody's super excited, as we all should be. We are guaranteed a top three pick in a draft 
that is generational. You know, of course, you got Bedard, a generational talent as as the key diamond cornerstone up top. But then you have guys like Adam Fantilli, Leo Carlson, Matt Bay, Mitchkov. Like, it's 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 still kind of hitting me once every couple of two or three hours every single day since we got this result that like, yeah, one of those four dudes is coming to this team is coming to this pipeline is coming to this organization. And that is fucking massive. Yeah. Let's of course, Bedard is the goal. Bedard is the cornerstone. I just want to remind everybody. It is a lottery. Okay. Yes. We are last. Nothing is guaranteed. Okay. We (laughs) did everything we possibly could literally to give ourselves the best odds Mm -hmm. and we did we accomplished that now we are in the hands of the lottery and the results of the lottery are now completely out of the ducks hands it's out of any team's hands we did everything we could it was okay to get a little upset you know when the when the ducks would pick up an ot point you know, in that in that kind of last stretch of games that would take us from first to third and be like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, mm-hmm. th- it's okay to get a little bit frustrated about those sorts of things because that's in the hands of the Ducks. It ended up not mattering because we finished last. Mm-hmm. Great. Now it is in the hands of the lottery, like I said. Just some advice to everybody. <laughs> Going into any lottery, in any sport, in any position of odds, whether you have first odds third odds fifth odds sixth odds whatever to do yourself some mental help just go into a lottery expecting to fall from your position just expect it because it's probably going to happen okay especially when you're drafting first overall just expect it it's okay the lottery is completely in the hands of the nhl whatever you want to say it's rigged whatever again even if it's rigged quote rigged again that's not in our hands we just got to deal with what we get but yeah of course everybody wants bedard but hey adding an adam fantilli or adding Ooh. a leo carlson or maybe a matt vamishkov like that is massive these are franchise cornerstone players that are going to be on this team and huge huge contributors to this team for a long time yeah. a long time i'm so down and to get one silly of those for fantilli and one of those dudes will be a duck mm-hmm. we have one to of those uh... dudes will be a duck we have to shout out CJ here, his tweet yesterday of December 2014, Dallas Akins has been fired as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. June 2015, Edmonton Oilers draft Connor McDavid first overall. Hello. He said, I've never wanted history to repeat itself more in my life. <laughs> Please. No, but that's the war flashbacks I'm getting is like, as my family are, <laughs> are Sabre fans, you know, like the Sabres have a, have a, have a chance at getting the number one pick and they end up getting Eichel and nothing against Eichel. Like Eichel's a great player and stuff, but he's no Connor McDavid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, it would like Connor was saying, of course, Connor Bedard, that's who you want, but man, I'm, I'm starting to like, I've been growing more and more like on Fantilli the last like month. He would make an incredible duck. I love his game. Same thing with Leo Carlson. I just, I love everything. Both of those guys bring to the table because each kind of, play a little bit of a different game and it's fun it's exciting oh, it's so very nice. exciting and yeah. to to bring i just and and uh firebites in the chat asked really good questions i was going to bring it up he says the question is because uh, because he, he said he's already prepared himself for third overall do you take leo carlson or matt bay mitchkov and i think at third you take leo carlson and mm-hmm. i would personally take leo carlson 
Me too. With what's kind of come out about the Russia situation, how there's now rumors that the that the KHL um, is going to implement new things to make it a little bit more difficult for players to come to America. I think that has now kind of sealed the deal for third overall with who you take. I, I would have been okay with both, but I'm personally leaning Leo Carlson. Um, you know, I just think, you know, when you, when, when you get to fourth and Carlson's off the board, yeah, I think, I think you take Matthew Mitchkov there, but thankfully we don't have to worry about making that decision. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you guys know I've been saying it on Twitter, you know, ever since the beginning of the year, especially at the World Juniors. I'm a huge Leo Carlson guy, so I I would take him third overall. Um, we love our Swedes. Yeah, we love our sweet. Hey, Swedeheim back on a Swedeheim. The uh, back on the <laughs> back on the menu, right? But all we need is Sean Klingberg yeah. back too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a couple people in the chat talking about you know maybe is Fantilli being available. You know, is Fantilli maybe available at three? No, I just, I, just, I don't see that happening. I just, I, if it's anything, if, if it's anything other than Bedard, Fantilli hey. is the one too. I'll eat my hat, but um, Shane Wright went fourth. Yeah, Mitchkov. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's very likely Firebites that he could, he could end up being the second best player in this draft after Bedard. But, you know, it's just the closer we've gotten to the draft, I know. Earlier in the year, I had a little bit less, I had some less reservations about Matt Mitchkov, but just with everything that's come out recently, risky. you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring it up on the pod, but you know, some it's very easily searchable if you want to, but with what recently happened with Matt Mitchkov's family, like that, that it's just, it's raised a lot of red flags now. And then this KHL mm-hmm. is like, I just think at third, Leo Carlson is good enough and a dominant enough of a player to soften the blow if Matthew Mitchkov does end up coming over and does end up being really, really good in the second player of the draft. Like, it's not like it's Mitchkov up here and Carlson down here. It's not like Carlson is just some scrub and I'm advocating for us to take the safer option. Like, Leo Carlson's very, very, very good and he's going to be here a lot quicker, a lot quicker, and he will be coming over. And yeah. he can, I mean, he can, he can even come over – Next year, SHL players the year after the drafted are allowed to come over and play in the AHL if they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I just, I'm a Carlson fan. I really love what Leo Carlson brings. Um, I think it, it, it's a different conversation if if Matt Vay Mitchkov was kind of in a Pavel Mintukov situation where he was playing in the OHL and was already over here and had already defected from Russia. Then we're having a, way, a much different conversation about who's going in that two spot. But yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I mean, I mean, long explanation short, but you know, thought thought I'd give my full thoughts there. I think I'm, I'm, I'm. If we fall back to three, I'm, I'm on the Leo Carlson train, hundred percent. Yeah, I was, um, I was watching that uh, Sabers Blue Jackets game. Well, obviously, because the Sabers are playing, but I was rooting probably the hardest in a long time for the Sabers because I did not want the Blue Jackets jumping the Sharks. I didn't. You didn't want I, the Sharks at three. Yeah. No, I hope the Sharks <laughs> fall. Like I don't want to see it. Like screw them. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, I just, I can't, like, it makes me want to, like, I dry heave just thinking about them getting in, like, a top two, top three. Pick. Who do you hate more, shark, the Sharks or the Rocky statue? <laughs> uh, the Sharks, the Sharks. Okay. Uh, well, we can save the draft talk uh, for a little bit because we still got some time beforehand. But, you know, some some quick things. We did have some debuts the last week and a half. Eric Sinek got to play against uh, Coyotes and Coyotes. didn't look half bad. No, he was actually a lot better than I, I mean, no offense to him, but 
like, you know, I was at that game and um, I was talking to Aaron from She Talks Hockey because uh, she was at the game as well. So we met up and that was a lot of fun. But I was telling her, I'm like, I have a feeling he's getting pulled in this game. Like, I feel like he's given up four and he's going to get pulled. And uh, he actually played a lot better. Uh, I mean, he gave up four, but, uh, he, you know, he, he played a lot better than I thought thought he would. He kept the Ducks in it for a while there. So shout and out to him. That definitely was one of their more rough games this this <laughs> last week. Yeah. But we had Drew Hellison made his debut against Vancouver. Uh, or no, he made his debut against the Avs, and he scored Avs. against Vancouver, scored his yes. first goal. Um, and then Jackson Lacombe also made his debut. and He looking silky. Didn't look out of place at all, Mm-mm. which, I mean, again, like we talked about this when he told Verbeek he was going to sign and Thrun didn't, that out of the players to lose in that situation, Lacombe would have been the one that stung a little bit more. And, hey, you know, he's he's here and he's uh, he's proven that he's the real deal. Yeah, he looked good. Um, we did also set the record for most shots given up in a single season. And we talked about it last episode of, Oh, it might be, you know, we give it like a game or two and it quite literally was the next game against the (laughs) Oilers that they, uh, (laughs) set the record. Uh, so, you know, not only, uh, do we have the chance to make history by drafting Connor Bedard in the summer, but made history being the, uh, being the worst team. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we like records, especially the negative ones. And why not try to get all of them in one season? You know what I mean? Like, And on I top like of all of that, we also set a record, a franchise record for uh longest losing streak at 13 oh, yeah. games. 13. So, you know, lucky 13. Beautiful. A very, uh, very fun week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was different. Uh, just. It's weird because it was it was a losing streak that you you wanted, you know. So it didn't hurt as bad as it could have, like if they were in a in a playoff race, obviously. And so it was kind of just you know all vibes. You're just chilling. Um, yeah, those games were just they were something else. They were something else. Like that was just there's embarrassing, and then there's duck hockey. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, it was it was crazy, but um. Yeah, that that uh, Ducks Coyotes game real quick. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Tyler who runs the Duck stuff. He, he allowed me to be the fan of the game, and that was different. So if you, you probably saw me on the Ducks Instagram, I apologize for that for that jump scare. But that was me. <laughs> I uh, you know I uh, had some fun. It was it was different. It was very awkward, but it was it was it was fun. And um, yeah, there were there were a decent amount of Ducks fans there, and it it, it made the game a little more enjoyable. But yeah, We're go to the mullet. Alone. <laughs> yeah, go to the mullet. They have a Shaq's Chicken place there. If you've ever, if you heard of Shaq's Chicken, go to the mullet arena, grab some Shaq's Chicken. Got to take Lou out. Fried chicken. That's yep. that's his jam. That's Lou's jam. Yep. So I put this in the notes. Uh, you know, we we obviously haven't named a lame duck or a uh, three stars in a while, just because of how things were. So I figure you know we'll change it up being in the end of the year uh do you guys have any unsung heroes from the season it could be goofy it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be a legit thing you know because i I, we've we we were fully on the tank train and embraced the suck for most of this yeah um i mean i'll start and say on a serious note um 
Frank Vetrano was definitely a uh, a little a little hidden gem signing. I mean, yeah, that's didn't do too much well outside of scoring goals and getting points. But I mean, the fact that the Ducks had four twenty goal scorers this season, and I believe he was one of the four. I mean, I can't really ask for much more out of a guy that's probably going to be a depth piece for a little for a little while there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on a on a on a fun beam kind of note, I mean, having having the kids play with Nathan Bolu the last week, you know, really really set them up for success. Having having the crazy line combinations and shit yeah. that we had all year. So my my meme pick will go to Dallas Akins as an un- <laughs> unsung hero of the year. Unsung hero. I'll go to uh, I'll go Akins for one of mine just because I mean hey. Thank you, Tank Commander. Right. You did, you did right. your job. Um, second, I'll give it to Lucas Dostal. Just every time he come up, I think, I think, I think he has proven this season that he's ready. He's, he's a monster. Ready year. And hey, if if I mean, hey, we'll see what happens leading up in this offseason. But I mean, hey, if they if what they saw with Lucas Dostal kind of said that, or uh, you know, kind of kind of said to Pat Verbeek and and crew that were like, Hey, we're ready to make this guy number one. And we're comfortable with shipping off John Gibson. Um, I think, I think Dost, I think Dostal has earned himself that. So yeah, we'll, um, we'll see what happens there. So I think, I think Dostal has played himself into that position if that's where they decide to go. So, and then third, you know what? Hey, I mean, I mean, just for coming in and looking great. Um, you know, he, he was, he was part of a trade that people didn't like, and, you know, he came in right away and has really impressed in, in, in the small handful of games he's gotten at the end of the season, but I'll give, I'll give my third unsung hero to Nikita Nestorenko. Okay. He's looked really good. Um, he's, uh, I mean, I think you'd make the argument that in the last, you know, the last two, three weeks of the season, he was probably one of the ducks better forwards just in terms of overall play and just looking like a fit and looking like he belongs. So, um, yeah, yeah for me, I'll give it to Akins. I'll give it to Dostal and then I'll give it to, I'll give it to Nestorenko as well. Not exactly a high bar to clear, but still, it's like just, you I said. Mean, I mean, I mean, what am I going to do? Just sit here and be like a oh, Trevor Lee growth, McTavish, like not like. Oh no, I'm not making fun of that. I'm just saying it. It, it wasn't yeah. very hard to be be one of the better forwards. Um, I'll kind of, I'll kind of jump on the the Aikens, not Aikens, uh, Vitrano and Dostal hype train there. Um. But I also want to add Max Jones. I think Max Jones had a he got to play season. a relatively healthy season. Which yeah, he yeah. hasn't done a lot of in the last couple of years. So and you know, he, uh, I, I agree with that. He freaking trucked Drew Doughty the other day. That sure did. Hilarious. That was beautiful. I watched that at least five times, and I love watching Drew Doughty get decked. So that was that was enjoyable. But he uh, didn't he didn't Max Jones uh, set a record now for his uh, for goals in a season? I think he broke his previous. With uh, nine, I believe. Nine, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. You know, he's, you know, he might not be the fastest, but I do like him a lot. He's got a nice shot, and hopefully, he can kind of build off of this season. And um, I'm interested to see where he's at uh, next year in the lineup and stuff like that, and who are who who his line mates are because this summer is going to be, this summer should be a doozy for the for the quacks. So, who are your choices, Lou? I'll go uh, uh, Lucas Dostal as my serious, and then I'll go Derek Grant. I mean, he wasn't as bad as he usually is. He also didn't play <laughs> half the season, but, you know. Is the Derek, Derek Grant, Grant era finally done? 
Oh, please. Uh, I, I think I think he probably comes back maybe one more year. Mm, I just I don't see it. No. I would rather have Leeson play over him. But if it's a matter of swapping him or Sam Carrick out at center, honestly, I'm taking Derek Grant over Sam Carrick. You like I, okay. I would I would rather away. I would rather have neither. <laughs> I don't want any of those three. I'd rather <laughs> just I'd rather the team just go out there a man short. <laughs> we are playing uh 10-8 today, guys. 10-8, guys. <laughs> uh well this this was uh this was a rough year. Um we're not Shout out Colton uh, White too. Yeah, you shout out Colton White. Sure thing. But you know, this was one of those seasons where um we definitely we definitely learned a lot about how much this team could frustrate us. <laughs> um, I mean, I kind of stopped caring about halfway through because I wasn't watching a lot of games. So, you know, nine minute highlight videos only can do so much for you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we, we made it a full season. We got our first full season of Ducks hockey on lap, which should should be celebrated in of itself. Yeah. Thank you all for all your support this year. Yeah, yeah. honestly. For sure. Did not think we would, you know, where we where we are now as a as a podcast from when we first started. I I don't think any of us really thought there's actually be... some semblance of a uh, professionalism and not me having <laughs> to go drive the Zam for 20 minutes. <laughs> Come a long way from episode 1 here, right? Yeah, <laughs> we have. <laughs> Uh, insider money asked me doing a draft stream so we'll see because yeah, you know we were we were talking a little bit with um with uh tyler who runs the uh who runs the duck socials we were asking like you know hey any plans for the team to put on something for the draft and he was like nothing uh nothing's been talked about yet so if the team puts on something for the draft i mean what i think they should do and like i literally told tyler this was i i i think they should host a draft watch party at the arena and throw the draft on the jumbotron like free open to the public or do like $5 general admission tickets you come concessions are open you can get a beer you just sit wherever you want in the arena and everyone just watches the draft i got some fun shit going on they're doing dj's and you know kind of kind of like yeah. they do and some fun giveaways and i think i think that would be really fun like i would yeah. i would love to go to something like that i feel like mm-hmm. you know growing up and seeing you know teams like <laughs> you know teams like edmonton when they drafted taylor hall first overall they had a huge wash <laughs> party at the arenas and then you know for the mcdavid draft too and for austin matthews there was a whole bunch of you know a whole bunch of wash parties like this i know i know the habs last year they had the draft in montreal so they saw that live yeah um, so I would I would hope the Ducks do put something formal on for the draft. I think that'd be a really fun thing to do, especially now that we're guaranteed a top three pick. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, hey, if that if that doesn't happen, I'm sure I'm sure we'll do something. I know we maybe talked about doing something with the Crash the Pond boys, so we'll we'll see where that goes. Maybe if that's a possibility. But we doing yeah. anything for the lottery? We'll keep you guys posted. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to be your cups. So that's on a Monday. I'm getting my wisdom teeth out on that Friday. So I don't know if oh, I'm nice. I don't know if I'm gonna be <laughs> podcast shape, but I mean we'll yeah. see how it goes. But we'll uh we'll see. Yeah, and it bunny. just depends. <laughs> it depends on uh it kind of depends on the uh where we land in this in this draft. Um because if we do if we do win the draft lottery, I am planning on going out there, whether it's we're going to a ducks event 
for the draft or we're doing our own thing at brewery X or something or, or whatever it is. Um, so it kind of yeah. just depends on where we're at and what's, what's going on. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll do a little, Hey, like we're just kind of getting a little crew together, going to brewery X you guys want to come down like and join us. Cool. Can I have a beer with us? So, you know, it could, some, it, could it could be a number of things we'll see, but um, yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be sure to keep you guys posted. Yep. For sure. Come have some pizza and watch Heather take 150 milligrams of edibles. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about that at work today because one of my coworkers a couple of weeks ago uh, had to call out because he uh, accidentally took 150 milligrams worth and woke up the Oof. next morning still high. Oh my God. Um, oh my God. <laughs> he was like, Yeah. He was like, That wasn't, that wasn't a fun time. He's like, You'd think wearing glasses, I would read the packaging, but. It's like I didn't. And I told read. him I I was just like you know I just like I called an ambulance on myself eating ten like I I I just I would die I'd sim I'd just simply not exist anymore. <laughs> Shout out to the Ducks real quick for uh, the last game of the season because they kind of yep. made it into a playoff uh, atmosphere kind of. I like the rally towels you got. Yeah, they, there, like, yeah, they brought up the towels and yeah, yeah, they, uh, and they yeah, it looks fun. Gave uh like beads like a necklace bead thing and beers okay. were five bucks that was cool it's always a plus yeah. that's great i mean was that only for season ticket holders or for everybody no that was for everyone really yeah oh damn i should have gone oh, god damn it um <laughs> whatever but you know hey and um you know just kind of the other thing i wanted to say was you know i know during the season there was some back and forth between you know hey should you be on team tank should you not you know the whole kind of the whole fan base just kind of going through and talking about it. It's refreshing. You know, I, I know I was fully on team tank and one of the leading tank commanders, if you want to, if you want to put it that way, but um, it's, it's, it's refreshing that we can just kind of exhale. This season's over. You know, we don't have to celebrate cheer for losses anymore, but um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for next year to go in with a fresh slate and to go in wanting to cheer for the team again, to, to you know get wins to to actively get wins and do well um and you know we'll kind of you know we'll see what what Verbeek does with the with the roster and how we look next year but um yep. yeah it's it's like weight off weight off the shoulders i think very successful tank we literally mission accomplished like i said so yeah it's over we're done tank and, is uh the tank now is we the, wait tank is one more hill the garage we're talking one more hill to climb yeah and we're almost and when is it may may (laughs) may 8th 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 8th. is the lottery Lottery. selection and then june 28th is the draft yeah yeah lottery on monday that's that's may 8th on monday which is weird and then draft on wednesday with the next rounds being Um, well if we don't do a draft stream you know then we do have first overall just join join us in nashville (laughs) <laughs> so is that or, or if the ducks do something come to honda center and like we'll all sit yeah. in a section and we'll just chill and we'll, we'll celebrate and we'll cheers beers and we'll you know we'll 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 ring in this new era of ducks hockey well yeah. uh we'll go hang out with the wild wing statue yeah. there you go and hey and, and we'll do all that even if we don't have the number one pick we'll do it if we have the second we'll do it if we have the third you know it's a, it yeah it's 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 a franchise changing moment no matter where we're picking we're adding franchise players to this team regardless of whoever of that four it is so it's exciting. Very exciting times. Very. Well, if you are like me and you are hoping for first overall and a little mini vacation randomly in the summer, uh, you know, and you need tickets to an event, or if you're staying home for 
the uh, seven and seven angels. Um, oh, there's seven the, and seven now. Yeah, because they, oh, they okay. they're having a rough time at Boston. Oh, Boston. Yeah, you can uh, hit up our our pals at seven one four. Use a uh, promo code LAP at checkout for ten percent off and five percent towards the future order. Um, we actually spoke with them yesterday and big things are coming have, up. Have some things they want to work on with us, and you know, yeah, kind of bring seeing, us together as a community. So yeah, you're gonna see, you're gonna be seeing more of us with uh, with seven one four. That's for sure. So very exciting. But again, code LAP at checkout for ten percent off. You also can uh, use our affiliate link for ESPN Plus uh, if you visit inside the ring slash ESPN and sign up. Helps uh, helps our network. Helps uh, helps us out um you know we we've had a good month at itr uh definitely helps that coming down to the playoff wire and stuff there it's been a plethora of content out there um i had an article come out this afternoon that kind of was time sensitive when i first started writing it yesterday but then i realized i finished it at 5 30 mm-hmm. and was like okay i gotta somehow spin this so where it wasn't time sensitive anymore yeah <laughs> but uh you know Sign up for ESPN Plus if you don't already have it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they have the Bedard uh, sweepstakes on ESPN. Unless it's TNT, I don't remember how they should be divvied that up. Yeah, it should be ESPN still. I think. I, think I, I know they have a, a bunch of uh, playoff games that you'll be able to stream on ESPN Plus as well if you don't have like cable where you can actually access ESPN. Um, but yeah, so they'll have some on there as well. But yeah, go check them out. And like Jake said, you know, he just dropped an article. So go check out his article. It's a really good one. So show him some love, please. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a shitload of other stuff that's happened in the week and a, uh, week and a half since we reported last. Um, we'll kind of go through them briefly. Um, Devin Levi won the Mike Richter Award uh, yes. at the NCAA level. And Adam Fantilli won the Hobie Baker you sure um, did. But that wasn't the that, biggest is that news. future is that future duck and Hobie Baker winner Adam Fantilli? Could we'll be. We'll see. We got 22, <laughs> 22 days until the lottery. So we will have that question answered in uh in just a little over three weeks' time. Yes, sir. And uh before Jackson Lacombe made his ducks debut this week, uh his Minnesota team lost to is it Quinnipiac? Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac, yeah. 10 seconds into overtime, which is a little rough, but I mean, yeah. uh, that play was, I mean, catch guys flat footed like that and they're going to make you pay for it. That was, seemed yeah. like a really uh, entertaining game. I don't watch. Where much. in the world is Quinnipiac? New York, I think. Uh, Connecticut. Or Connecticut. Uh, yeah, I think like it's Connecticut. I could be totally wrong, but um, yeah, Quinnipiac. That Connecticut. was their first. That was their first national uh, championship too. So, shout out to them. I kind of have a little beef with them. I brought it up before just because when ASU hockey became D one, I felt like they played Quinnipiac every single year. Um, and and I went to a game <laughs> and lost. And I went to a game and their fans were brutal. So, um, I always had a little little thing with them. So I was kind of upset that they beat Minnesota. But what can you do? You know, you can also congratulate them on their first ever. You know, that's oh. that's cool. So. I forgot we got our we got our boy Scott in the chat. He said didn't come here to listen to a conversation about Michigan losing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bud. Sorry, but don't worry. Hey, Fantilli's gonna don the black and orange for you. It looks sweet. You mean the orange, black, and gold? Whatever. Yeah. 
<laughs> did the Ducks finally the goal, you're gonna piss off Flyer fans? Did the Ducks finally uh play their last game in the Web D uniform? Probably not. As as the primary primary. I'm I'm gonna play it safe and say no, but I would very much like that to be true. Yeah. There's been like a that. lot of lot of lot of orange and uh, Mighty Duck logo lately going around. Yeah, so. a lot. We'll see. Hey, we have a, a 30th anniversary to look forward to next year. So, I mean, yeah, I've been talking be about it for a while now. It would be it would be nice to have some uh, some more mighty in the arena. Yep. But this we uh, we had the Bruins make history. They uh, I put six season six wins in a season. So I clearly was in a right headspace writing these notes. <laughs> Uh, I believe they finished with 64, right? 64, 64, 63. Did I I, I misread? Let's see. Hold on. Regardless of how many. Standings right here. Wait, where are the standings? Here we go. Bruins. 65. I was correct. 65. Okay. So they set the new NHL record for 65 wins in a season. Uh, David Poshnok hit goal 60 of the season. Had a lot of point milestones. Uh, Eric Carlson hit 100, joins the 100-point club, and I think that makes six players. I think so. Or, yeah, there were yeah, six or seven for the full crazy season. Amount. Yeah. Uh, Crosby got point fifteen hundred over the week uh, over last weekend. Um, Jack Hughes now holds the Devils record with ninety-seven in a single season. Jack Hughes, man, he's just. He's magical. I Man, like that Rangers-Devils round one series. Bro, Ooh, boy. it better go seven. Oh, boy, that's going to be some must-watch stuff right there. That's going to be – Blood. That's going to so be – There's going to be a lot of blood. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm I'm vibrating over that one. You're it's going to be beautiful. What? I'm vibrating. I'm huh? vibrating. I'll say it one more time. I'm hey, vibrating. Yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> Devils-Rangers um, vibration station. Let's go. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ, what is happening here? Uh, on main, just on main. Too early Not on main, on live. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Hey, it's, eight, it's 8 p.m. It's all right. Not just on main, but on stream. It's a Saturday. Jesus Christ. Live you're a little. Oh, you're getting all right here. <laughs> uh, Miko Rantanen hit 55 goals on the season, setting a new Avs record. But uh, I think the biggest one was Ryan Nugent Hopkins hit 100 points on the season um, and marks the first time since 1995 and 1996 that uh, three teammates all have 100 points on the year. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oilers, figure out the playoffs because that's, an, that's ridiculous. Like, please. <laughs> this, Do league, something. This, this sport needs the greatest player in the game in the final. Like, yeah, I just, I just real. don't. I, I, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. Yeah. I th- I, and, and I think this year is the most likely year that I think we could see that happen. Um, I know I know we'll get into our into our brackets a little bit later, but a little, yep. maybe a little sneak preview for mine right there, but we'll see. A little sneaky. We'll see. I was going to say really quick, um, Pasternak getting 60 goals. He joined uh, Connor McDavid. As the two players this season to hit the 60-goal mark, the last time two players scored 60 goals in the same season was 95-96 when it was Lemieux and Yager. Shit. So that's pretty cool. Damn. Well, Toronto couldn't stay out of controversy because, you know, the league revolves around them. But Sure do. I did want to mention this because it, it 
you know, Mike McKenna wrote an article about this, about how a lot of former NHLers are kind of pissed at how the end of the season went with them having to sign uh, goalies to amateur tryouts. Um, I don't understand it because they had to do it for cap implications. So I, I don't get why an NHL, the former NHL player would be so upset about it. Um, <laughs> I do understand that at least in the mindset of like, Oh, Hey, let's get this guy in a game. So he, so he has, you know, some NHL time under his belt. Like it, it's funny that it's okay when the Oilers do it, but. The second it becomes Toronto, it's this full league-wide thing that has to have articles written on it, right? <laughs> dissected, you know, piece by piece. Like, yeah, I mean, we're already seeing the memes start with the playoffs coming around with Mark Stone potentially being available for for Game One of the Knights uh, Winnipeg series. Yeah, it's just shit like this is going to happen in the cap world, but it was just funny because, of course, it's Toronto that it happens to, and everybody yep. freaks out. Um, you know, they, they always got to be the center of attention, <laughs> but we did have, uh, you know, this is the first time since, uh, 1974, 1975 that the playoffs will not feature one of the capitals, penguins and flyers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the last time that, uh, both Pennsylvania teams missed the playoffs was 1990. Wow. That's crazy, man. The yeah. Capitals, the penguins, the penguins had what? And the Capitals are in the lottery too. Do you imagine their first time? Oh my god! In all these years when they win the lottery, like oh boy, <laughs> Jesus. Oh but yeah, the pe- the Penguins were on what like a sixteen game or sixteen game sixteen year uh, playoff streak, weren't they? Yep. Uh, oh, they so the Penguins lose their streak, and then Nashville lost their streak. So you ah, know, sorry, we we have to get a rip bozo in the chat. <laughs> um, and I alluded to it earlier, but the Penguins missing led to the firings of Ron Hextall, uh, Brian Burke, and um, I think it was their assistant GM too. I think so. They uh, yeah. they they told all of them to get the fuck out because. Yep. See you later. I kind of see it from the perspective of what uh, the Capitals are trying to do with just surrounding warm bodies that can pass the puck to Ovi. I could also <laughs> see wanting to do the same thing with Crosby, Malka, and Latang. Just. Yeah. to kind of keep things going with them. Uh, Cause I, I doubt those guys want to be a part of shitty teams, but life isn't fair sometimes. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but on the opposite end of things, this is the first time since 2007 that all tri-state teams made the playoffs. So the devils, Rangers and Islanders are all in. And we, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I think New Jersey, New York's my, like must watch series because I, I for some reason feel like it's going to go the longest and yeah. it's just going to be a bloodbath back and forth. I cannot that's wait. That's going to be that's going to be something. And I know I know we'll get into our brackets here, but yeah. Oh boy, do I need that Boston Toronto repeat <laughs> round in the second round? Do I ever yeah. need that? Oh boy. But yeah, that Devils Ooh. Rangers. I don't need to talk anymore about it. I covered it, but Man. it's fun to uh, you know the Hughes brothers playing together there in New Jersey is going to be a lot of fun to see. So I'm, I'm kind of torn. Like I, I feel like I'm jumping on the devil's bandwagon here for the playoffs, but at the same time, I like the Rangers. Like I've always kind of had a soft spot for the Rangers. So I'm kind of having a hard time like choosing who I want to win this series, but I don't know. Does does LAP jump on the, are we, are we going to be a devil's, a devil's podcast for the playoffs? We're going to turn our back on 
on President Dave here and not root for the Devils? Come on, oh, I'm, man. I'm rooting for the Devils. My, yeah, so I'm, this isn't giving away my my what I think the final is going to be. I know I'll explain that in the bracket, but my kind of like dream, like fun, kind of hectic final is Devils Kraken. Okay, I think that I think that'd be sick. I was just in Seattle last week. Went to a Kraken game. Really fun, by the way. Shout out to Climate Pledge Arena. Like, holy fuck, was that a great experience? Like, yeah, they, super they've jealous done, of you. They've done a fantastic job, like, kind of just completely gutting what was the old key arena, the old Seattle Coliseum. Uh, shout out, shout out Metallica, uh, 1989. Uh, but, um, yeah, great, great time in Seattle, just really quickly, uh, really quickly. Um, yeah, they did, they did a great job. So, I, again, yeah, like my, that my, team star looks legit. Oh, yeah, it was sick. Like blew blew the ducks out of the water. Like that was crazy. <laughs> uh, that that's not that hard. <laughs> way better, way better hat selection too. So, wink, wink, ducks. Like that. Like let's get some better hat options. Like I mean, how many how many yeah. years did it take us to get rid of RC Cola to put like Coke products in the building? Like it's it's gonna be like ten years from now, and they're gonna be like, hey, yeah. everybody, we got new era fitteds finally. <laughs> yeah. I bought I bought a Kraken hat. I bought a Kraken hat. I did. Confession time. I did. A lot of crack <laughs> Confession time. Like, I just, I did. <laughs> it's better, better than buying like a Kings or a Golden Knights, Knights hat. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I know we kind of talked about it a little. Well, I know I've talked about it a little bit, but I, because I hate Vegas so much, I don't want to hate the Kraken like I hate Vegas. Like yeah. I want to kind of enjoy the new team in the league for just a little <laughs> bit. I mean, I'm sure this will all change whenever we have our first playoff matchup against them, but. Um, I mean, time, if anything, you could just hate that Jared McCann has like 15 goals on the Ducks in like two seasons, right? <laughs> no, because we're we have number one on. Why would I hate that? <laughs> well, you, I'm just Jared. saying, Thank like you, they, Jared McCann. I just, I'm just saying from the perspective of like, if that's like the worst thing you could be mad at the Kraken about, and not just be yeah. pissed off that Vegas exists, like I think we're good. Love me <laughs> some, love me you know some what? Mad Oh, he's Shout he's out. pulling out the Kraken hat. Shout out Manny Beniers. Is he gonna wear it on stream? Jeez. By the by the way, since we were talking about the Devils, there was a some discourse on the the CTP Discord about the Devils going back to the red, white, and green uniforms. Okay. Uh, they're wrong oh, about that. The the, the green uniforms. Art team. Be the Art team. Devils. I mean, <laughs> uniform. Shout out to. Uh... Shout out one of my favorite players in the league right now, Maddie Beneers. I know, I know, Maddie Scott Beneers, yeah. chat just to uh, shout out Maddie B, for, former Michigan boy as well, Scotty. But uh, but yeah, well, Lou. Part of the reason why I'm kind of siding with the Kraken is um, uh, my uncle lives up in Tacoma now. That's who I was visiting up in Seattle, and yeah. uh, he's never really been a big hockey guy, but he's gotten really into it, and he's adopted the Kraken as his team, and now he's all about it. And so, you know. It's been fun kind of, you know, informing him about the NHL, you know, the last two seasons and kind of, you know, getting him up to speed with stuff and, um, you know, kind of, kind of following the Kraken along with him. It's been kind of fun. So that's probably why I'm a little partial to Kraken. I would like to, mm-hmm. I would like to see them do well. Now, I don't think that, I don't think they beat Colorado, but it'd be fun yeah. to see. And, and again, I was really impressed with my experience at a game up there last week. So why not? Let's enjoy, I want to enjoy the Kraken while I can. So. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Lou, I agree. The Devils, I don't think the green should be part of their uniforms. No, it's in it. 
Um, I'm okay with it being part of like the heritage. Like if it's a heritage jersey, that's fine. The red and green, it looks cool. But the red and black just rocks. Red, like, it's just, red and black. Just say you hate my beer league team. Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're more like Minnesota Wild. wild. Yeah, it's yeah. Like wild. We we like this like mishmash like three different teams to make our uniforms. It's like yeah. the jerseys like are red. the top, but the logos like Minnesota. Yeah. And... Cause your green is a little bit different than what the devils would use. It's darker. It's like, that it's nice like dark a forest. Green. It's like a forest. green. Yeah. I love me some forest green. So no, there's no problem there. Like you guys are more Minnesota wild, but, um, but yeah, uh, Connor love the Kraken hat. It's the ice blue color. If you're listening and you're not yeah, watching, it's beautiful. You know, love yeah, the ice I got blue. the, uh, I got the ice blue crack, you know, main crack and look just the dad hat you know beautiful you know i thought to you know it's probably just going to turn into a gym hat you know probably not going to wear this out too much but you know yeah. I, I liked it i thought i'd commemorate my first time over at uh over at climate pledge arena so it's beautiful made a made a made a, made a little purchase pulled out pulled out the old debit card and uh you know <laughs> made a little purchase <laughs> yeah uh do 32, we want to 32 dollars poorer nice <laughs> do we want to briefly go over our brackets i can read the matchups and we can just say who we're choosing just so we don't have to do a bunch of screen sharing or sending yeah. screenshots to each other. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to start was... West or East first. We'll start let's East. Do... Out. No, let's, east? Let's, let's start with the West because the East okay. is a bit fun. So yeah. Okay. True. Um, yeah. If, I'm going to also bracket, just, I just I don't fuck anything up. I'm going to also write it down so I can kind of remember what we said. So yeah. okay. go ahead. And then, and then maybe, maybe when we get to the semifinals and in the actual final, we could, we can like explain ourselves a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, we have Colorado and Seattle. I think that's going to be a really fun series. I already kind of mentioned it. I, I just I don't see Seattle beating Colorado, so I think I think I have Colorado taking that in six. As Agreed. do I. Agreed. I have. I also have abs in six. Yeah. Yep. So unanimous from there. Lap yeah. hates the Kraken, even though Connor's wearing the hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second matchup: Dallas, Minnesota. I have give me the, Dallas give me in those six. Wild. Give me the wild. I got Minnesota in six. I have Minnesota in seven. Yeah, Minnesota in seven too. Game seven. Okay. Okay. Next, we have Vegas, Winnipeg. I put Vegas in six, but I have a feeling that might be one of those ones that's like. Vegas in five, potentially Vegas in four, but yeah, this is this is one of the upsets I picked. I have I have Winnipeg in seven. I got Winnipeg in seven. I don't know. I don't know if I trust this Knights team. They're not the same as they were like a year or two. I just goaltending mm, is shaky. I'm not a truther. I just Con- don't know if I'm a truther. Connor Hellebuck uh, saying that he uh, is going to text Brossois and say I'm coming for you was uh, pretty ballsy, <laughs> but you know. If there is a goalie that could steal a series, I think it's Connor Hellebuck. So I, I understand the upset yeah. there, but I feel like Vegas yeah. is just going to be able to outscore him. Jake, you said Vegas in six. Is that what yeah. you said? Yeah. Okay. I also have Vegas in six. I have a Winnipeg in six. Okay. Lou's joining me on the Jets train. Let's go. Yeah. Winnipeg in six. Nice. Okay. Next, you we guys, have. You guys believe in the whiteout, all whiteout. <laughs> Yep. 
They need better chance for me to be on board. <laughs> never forget, never forget Katy Perry. That was, oh that was my fucking God. stupid. Well, you get hey, no offense to our friend Cecilia who lives in Winnipeg, but you gotta you gotta get, cut them some slack. Their brains are probably pretty frozen most of the year, so they don't really know what's going on. No tell offense, them, but tell them to no build offense, an airport, Cecilia. Offense. No <laughs> offense, but full offense. You guys C-spack, are stupid. Cease pack. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, uh kidding, kidding. the meteor strike the arena series edmonton la edmonton I six oil. the oil i have yeah. edmonton in five i have edmonton in six edmonton in six i think the king i think you know just kings are a little scrappy i think i think they'll steal one or two but i got edmonton in six i also have edmonton in six yeah so i just have them in one less game but yeah we uh <laughs> We're we're all on the same wavelength at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Should we should we should we go round by round and the, and flip flop between conferences or should we just all the or should we just get down to the Western Conference Final? We could just, just do conference. conference final and uh, then just hop to the East and. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. So continuing on to the to the uh, the conference semifinal in the West. Okay. Round two is going to be a little odd since we have different choices um i have in my in my bracket dallas over colorado um that one doesn't let you assign games yeah but i'd say that's that's probably like a six or seven game series okay Um, i just feel like dallas isn't as banged up as colorado is um and dallas is kind of one of those nasty teams and not having landeskog and potentially being without mccarr for an undetermined amount of time kind of feel like I mean, of all teams to not uh, believe in, um, I, I just think that Dallas gets the best of Colorado. Um, but yeah, I I'm never right with these brackets, so I'm just kind of I'm just kind of, I always just kind of throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks. You know? Yeah. So sometimes my, that's what happens in the playoffs. So it's fine. In my first West uh, semifinal matchup, I have Colorado versus Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I have Colorado taking that one, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say five games. I think Colorado five, will be okay. Minnesota in five games for that one. So Colorado, I have Colorado moving on to the Western Conference semifinal. Yeah. So my second round there is also Avalanche Wild, and I'm going to have the Avalanche winning in six. I have Minnesota Colorado and Minnesota winning in seven. Ooh. Ooh. Little like upset that. there from Lou. Okay. Lou, okay, Lou loves Kirill the Thrill. Yeah, he's all about the thrill. <laughs> he's all, he's all John Klingberg. He's all about the wild jerseys <laughs> and color combo too. Yeah, exactly. Shout out John Klingberg. Shout, Shout out, out Sam John Steele. Steele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about Sam Steele. Shout out. <laughs> hey, we're talking about career highs and goals. I mean, he hit a record have. this year. I think it was like Nine. ten or eleven, some yeah. shit. Oh, was it? Was it the double digits? Oh, I think it was. I don't Ooh, know. look at look him go. Taking that step forward. So, uh, other side of the bracket, I have uh, Vegas over Edmonton. I feel like that's a seven gamer. Yeah. Just because that's going to be seven, six finals every game. Um, I feel like goaltending goes out the window that series. Um, I feel like we get one mad Jonathan Quick game, but I have Vegas <laughs> advancing. So my Western Conference final is Dallas Vegas. All right. I got some quick man in this West semifinal. I got some quick series. I got Edmonton over Winnipeg. I'm gonna call it Edmonton sweeps. Holy. All right. 
Edmonton sweeps Winnipeg. So wow, my, Hellebuck doesn't even steal one, huh? In my Western semifinal. Or no, I'm sorry. In my Western Conference final, I got Colorado versus Edmonton. Okay, so mine is uh, Oilers Knights for the second round. I'm going to say the Oilers take that one in seven. Um, okay, so sorry. I also have uh, Avalanche Oilers in the Western Conference final. Okay. Okay. I have uh, Edmonton over Winnipeg in five. Okay. I think Winnipeg wins the game, but okay, so Luke, that's it. Luke and I have just a game difference there. Same, yeah. same matchup. Okay. So I have Minnesota-Edmonton yeah. in the conference final. Minnesota-Edmonton, yeah. yeah. All right. That's Western semifinal. Here we go. Who's representing the West in the cup final? I have Vegas over Dallas. Vegas over Dallas? Jake's got Vegas in the final. Ew, gross. Jake is all on board it, with playoff Jack. It, it just it just feels it feels dirty, but I don't know. I just like I said with the Edmonton series, I feel like they're just gonna outgun Edmonton. I mean, uh-huh. it's just it feels dirty, but you know, again, I'm usually wrong with these, so I'm not putting yeah. too much stock in my picks. <laughs> all you, Connor. Oh, sorry. Um, okay, so I got I got Colorado versus Edmonton in the Western Conference Final. McDavid does it. McDavid advances to the final. I'll take Edmonton in six for that one. Okay. I also have the same series as Oilers. I'm taking Oilers in that one as well, but in seven. Yes, joining me. Joining and, me, David. And uh, right. <laughs> Scotty in the chat said, respect the stars run. Robertson is him. I do 100% believe Jason Robertson is him, and it makes me sad that I think they're going to lose to the Wild. But I also wouldn't hate it if they didn't. This is just my picks. I'm just a guy behind a microphone. I have no – like, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just some weirdo um, that doesn't even have a team in this in this fight. But anyway – um, we love Jason Robertson here. He's he's a wonderful human human specimen. But Oilers rep in the in the, uh rep in the West in the Cup for me as well. All right. So does I, I yeah? Got I was gonna say got to do his. I've got Edmonton over Minnesota. Minnesota in six. Okay. And the Warriors lose game one. Warriors lost. I watched one full basketball game today, and then All I, right. I watched the Knicks with my dad. That was it. <laughs> All right, so before we jump to the East, everybody just quickly say who you have from the West in the final. I got the Oilers. 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 Knights. I think I was the only I was the only one that was in Oilers. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I thought Lou said Minnesota. Nope. Uh, yeah, no, he had Edmonton over Minnesota. Got you. Okay. So, yeah, Oilers, right. Oilers, Oilers. Nice. Jumping to the East. Okay. Um, I say Boston in five. I think <laughs> Florida wins one one game, like just a game that gets pushed to OT and they somehow win. Okay. But Same. I think I Boston. Yeah. Boston's not going to have too much competition. I got, I got the exact same result, Boston. In yeah, five. me too. I do as well. Oh, wow. Hey, <laughs> four for four. Let's go. That was easy. Okay. Toronto, Tampa Bay. I feel this is the year. I feel, I feel Toronto gets out in seven. I have Toronto in seven, too. Let's go. Wow. The Leafs getting through and they win it in seven. <laughs> wow. I actually have, I actually have Leafs in six. 
I feel like I feel like the Lightning have just played a lot of hockey over the last three years, and I think it's going to catch up to them in this series. And I'll I'll say Vasilevsky helps them helps them out in two wins, but it's I think it's Leafs in six, and I kind of have to stick with that. So I've been saying it for like a week now. I got Tampa and seven. Wow, we're really pissing off Scott in the chat here. He's not, <laughs> not happy about us picking the Leafs, but hey, man, got, I've I've got Tampa and seven. I'm really I'm really just picking the Leafs. I think I'm just I. It's not that I don't like Tampa. It's not that I don't like any of those players. I'm just so bored with them. Like I just want Same. something a little new, want something a little fresh. So I got I got Toronto and seven. Yeah, give me want, some Austin Matthews I think success, please. This is probably Corey Perry's last playoff run. So, not my problem. No, he's signing in Anaheim when Bedard <laughs> takes us uh, when Bedard takes us to the playoffs next year. So it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> little side tangent. One of my coworkers uh, is getting into hockey. He's kind of like a all Tampa fan. Uh, cause he has family in, in Florida and the other night, Brandon Hagel scored a goal and he's like, guys, some guy named fucking bagel scored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, I have Carolina and six over the Islanders. I have the Islanders and six a little upset there. I got an upset there for you. Isles in six. I also have the Canes in six. I got the Canes in five. Canes, Jesus. <laughs> okay. Lou said, "Screw the island and your sad John Tavares video." <laughs> yep. <laughs> we don't need you. <laughs> hey, Devils, Rangers. I have Devils in seven. This one tore me apart, honestly. I got, I got Rangers in seven. Ooh. What you got, Connor? Oh, I ooh, I have Devils and Six. Devils and Six. Devils okay. Six. Lucifer. Devils and Seven. That was a little more of a hard pick there. I just uh, I would like to see the Devils advance. So same, but at the same time, I just I, I want to win, and I think it's Rangers. But we'll see. I'm the only one picking uh, the Rangers in this one. So I'm kind of tired of the Rangers. They haven't really done anything though. I know, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just tired of them. <laughs> All right, Eastern yeah. semifinal. I have Boston over Toronto. Old I habits also, die hard. I also, <laughs> I also have Boston over Toronto. I think that goes seven. Does it go? Seven? <laughs> I, think it goes seven. I feel that one is going to be that one's going to be quick. I say Boston in six. Six. I also have Bruins over the Leafs. I'll say six as well. I like how I say quick, but I quick, choose six, one yeah. off of a game seven. I thought you were going to say five, honestly, but yeah. <laughs> what do you got I for Bo- I have Boston over Tampa in six. Okay. Everybody's got Boston. All right. <laughs> yep. I have Carolina over New Jersey. I say that one's going to be six, six as well. Six. I have New Jersey over the Islanders. I will say Devils in five. Whew. Ooh. I have uh I have Rangers over Hurricanes. I'll say seven. I got the Devils over the Canes and seven. All right. Devils over the Canes. Lou loves Eastern, his Devils. Eastern <laughs> Conference final. Jake, who we got? I got Boston over Carolina. <laughs> and I kind I of have... feel like that's gonna be that's probably going to be a five to six game series. I'm going to go yeah. with six just, just to be safe. Boston over New Jersey, Boston advances, Boston and five. I got Boston over uh, New York. 
Rangers, and I'll say that one also goes seven. I love seven. I just love the game sevens, all sevens. All right. Okay. Devils over Boston in seven. Ooh. Blues got the it's Devils in the cup. Ooh. I love it. All right. On to the cup final, boys. Let's go. This should be quick. Oh, this this pains me, but Boston over Vegas. <laughs> that would suck. I wouldn't like how that. Many, how, many, how many goals did you say? I said 41. 41? Okay. There was one time, I think it was the 2016 bracket, I did it, and I put like 20 goals in the whole series. And someone tweeted at me and was like, uh, that's a really short amount of goals. Like That's like a one nothing game. Like, almost every game. Yeah. But yes, I have Boston over Vegas, sadly. I have Connor McDavid finally getting his cup. <laughs> Oilers over Bruins, six games. I got I got Bruins over Oilers in seven. And I know uh Felix said what's with the Boston confidence. I mean we talked about it before with how dominant they've been this season. I'm going to be upset at this point if they don't win at all, just, they have carved out everybody. Like it's, it's been a massacre. So they have to win it all. And I'm, I'm going for it. Um, they beat the Oilers in seven. I chose 35 goals, I believe. 35. So, yeah. I have, I have devils over Oilers in seven. With 38 wow. goals scored. All right. 38. Yep. All right. Uh, this is your reminder to join our uh, bracket challenge. We have our own LAP bracket challenge. I don't know if someone wants to share the link in the in the thing here, if Lou can do that or whatever. But last I checked, we had like... How do I share it? If you go to the bracket challenge... Um, you can click the invite link. Click the invite, yeah. Let's see. I think I can go back to the page and maybe I can put it in the chat. Yeah, because last I checked, okay. we were over, I think we had like 11 or so people so far, and I think... I got it. See. You got it? Okay. I got um, it. The brackets will lock before puck drop of the first game two of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Do we have a password for it? Nope. No, no password. It's free. No password. Nothing How many like people that. people can join up? Anybody, we have 12 so far. We can get as many people as, as they want to join, honestly. But okay, um, sweet. So, yeah, do that. Join our fun little bracket challenge. Yep. Well, we didn't have too many, but we do have uh some questions. But before we get into that, like we said earlier, you know, your support this whole season has been. Very, very much appreciated because we did run out of stuff to talk about for, for a period there. But, you know, we want to shout out everyone who has subbed to us on Twitch, not only in the last couple of weeks, but just in general. Um, yeah. You know, it's, I've said it, I think, every week since I started putting this in the notes, but we, we didn't know how, how Twitch was going to be with us because there's a time there that getting all this together was a little scary and a little hard yeah um but uh you know as of today our 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 pal from hockey 365 subbed and followed uh you know just little thing to support us we we always appreciate it but uh we can get into some 365 
and get into some questions here. I know we had one on Twitter. I will pull that up. Oh, should we? Uh, should we throw them in the, the chat if you have them? Should we if cover the final LAP game of the week that we had really quick? We can, yeah. Well, I we're can, I'll, well, I'll go through that questions. Yeah, I'll go through that really quick. So, finally, a fun game was chosen. Sabers Rangers. I was very excited. Um, this is when the Sabers. You know, this happened on Monday. They were in the thick of it. You know, in the in the playoff race, and uh, they ended up beating the Rangers three two in a shootout. It's a fun game. Devin Levi is him. He's going to be the next greatest goalie. I love the dude. I can't get over how during TV timeouts, he does that cool meditation thing. And it's like from his dad liking Star Wars. And it's part of like, it's just awesome. He's great. The Qui-Gon Jinn meditation. Yes. It, it, <laughs> it's wonderful. I love the guy. Um, he got the first star of that game. He had 26 saves on 28 shots. Um, second star was Panarin with two goals. And then Middlestat had a goal. He was the third star. Panarin. Was the only Ranger that showed up in that one. Um, but yeah, great game. Thank you for voting for that one for everyone who voted. That was great. <laughs> Sabres ultimately uh missed out on the playoffs, which is still kind of hurting me to this day. That was it was a fun run. At least they lasted all the way until what game 80 of the season. So it was it was a fun watch. They came close. They did come close. It was it was right there, you know, so close. Um, but yeah, like Jake was saying before we get into questions here, um, Thanks again to everybody for following us along this season. Um, not only following us on Twitch, but on Twitter and Instagram and just interacting with us. And um, it was a quick season. It, it felt very fast, but um, with how bad it was and everything, it was it was a lot of fun on the on the podcast end of things. And we've grown so much. And um, just with some of the news that we've had uh, over the last 24 hours and stuff, not only with the Ducks, but with the podcast itself, some things that are in motion um, makes us really excited for the future of this show. So we we're hope that you're in it for the a, long haul. We're also getting an official look. We're going to have a, we're going to have an intro music next week. Yeah. It's going to be sick. We're on it. We're on it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you again, everybody for yep. being along for the ride. It's been, it's been great. Excited yeah, for the future. Is, this is, this is for everybody. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> that, that make a uh, little bit, very barely. little. <laughs> Savannah said cringe. cringe. Are we in ASMR stream now? I mean, we can. Just everybody get really close to the mics. Just got to whisper. <laughs> He's getting married. John Principe's getting married. John Principe's getting married. <laughs> This is for everyone. Silence. <laughs> there was some awkward silence there, and then the can barely made a noise. That was good, though. That was fun. Okay. Uh, well, our first question comes from Simon on Twitter, and he says, do you think Dallas Akins gets another shot in the NHL? Both stints as a head coach have been extremely poor. Not as a head coach, I don't think. Not as a head. I think maybe somebody will bring him on as an assistant, or if somebody wants to tank for Macklin celebrating, maybe the. <laughs> Maybe they'll bring him on as the head coach. But. Maybe, yeah. Maybe something more behind the scenes that we don't, you know, you're not going to see him on the bench. Maybe he's doing some other stuff, but Agreed. that's what I'm going to get at because he's a, he is a good dude, but yep. I think he's, he's going to be a good ad for any organization as long as it's not a head coach. I just don't think it's there for him. Hey, I mean, if he stays on as like the Ducks, like nutrition advisor and keeps it, keeps the guys out of Sharkies, you know, <laughs> hey, do the I'm, players I'm, want I'm for that? It. <laughs> No, but pretty, he's pretty strict on that front, apparently. What if I want to go to Sharky's with the ducks? I, I live right yeah. here. There you go. 
I feel like I'm missing out now that I live down here. Like <laughs> people are taking pictures with Jamie Drysdale at Mutt Lynch's. Like we gotta go more. Yeah. This, you're, this like just my tell- na- you're my fucking neighbor now. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> this just tells me I need to be drinking more at Mutt Lynch's. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bang. Our next one comes from Appa. He sent it to us on Twitter and he put it in the chat earlier. Um he says estimates for the RFAs this offseason. Uh, Jamie Drysdale bridge deal. Yep. Two, three years. Uh, four and a half. No. Four and a half. Yeah. I could see like four or five. Like five. Like, hey, you're going to be here a while, but like you're not getting anything more. I mean, at that point, five isn't really a bridge deal. It's more of a. That's just give just give Jamie five. Just let me have this. <laughs> um, I think Troy they lock they lock up long term. Probably six by seven, I would say. I say uh, yeah. I say I say six or seven years. I think yeah. I think I think uh, I'll agree with you there about seven mil. Six by six. Pick up sticks. <laughs> and who else? And. and- Z's getting the max. Uh, eight, Blink check. <laughs> eight years by nine. Yeah. Eight years by nine. 20 years for 20. I mean, sure. if the CBA would allow it, yeah. <laughs> eight by nine. But yeah, he's getting he's getting all the all the cash. All he's the green monies. And I'm okay with it. All the monies. <laughs> he's even getting our money because the ducks won't be able to afford it. They're gonna be asking the fans for money. So <laughs> We're going to be giving up our money as well. GoFundMe help pay Z's contract. (laughs) Do we have any more questions in the chat? I know a couple got buried uh, from earlier, but now would be the time to send them. I did see one that I just scrolled past. Can we ask him, please? Yeah, if you you threw some questions in the chat earlier in the stream, go ahead and uh, throw them in here again. You don't mind. Yeah, while we wait for that, I am excited for the playoffs. They start on Monday. If you didn't know, they start on Monday. ESPN. I think TBS is carrying a lot of games. Um, yes. Okay. So, yeah, TBS. Oh, we do We do have uh, one from Derek Grant Lover. Favorite tanking moment from the season? Hmm. Uh, game 82. <laughs> that sealed the deal. Um. Honestly, the audible like breath I let out and the weight that came off my shoulders when Adrian Kempe put in that empty net goal. Same. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, holy fuck, we did it. Like, that was that was a very happy oh notification to get. I saw the Gibson to the bench and I was just like, please, just please yeah. just give up a goal. When I saw that, yeah, when I saw that happen, I almost I was ready to take a nap. I was <laughs> like, it was it was it was a nice feeling. Just the the calm feeling that took over my body yeah i was like oh boy i'm like this is that would have been like a perfect moment for some like stupid fucking adam henry goal to tie it up right (laughs) right that's it's exactly like some shot that shouldn't be going in and it's like like, some weird weird bounce off a stanchion and i was waiting for it i was over to like Derek Uh, grant uh, a brett leeson neagle like a a weird bounce off the stanchion (laughs) puts grant in on a breakaway Okay, oh so my God. we do have a couple here. Uh, 
Zapper2k asks, any more number retirements next year? Ryan Getzloff. Getzloff. Yeah. They'll do if, Corey Perry, up there. if Corey Perry calls it quits, probably him too. If they're going to do them in twos like they did the 25th, I say, I, think, I say you have to go Getzloff and Jaguar. Yeah. yeah, I would love. I would if love for Scott Jaguar Niedermeyer, to get If Scott Niedermeyer's number is retired, then John Sebastian Jaguar's number is is more than worthy of being retired. So yeah, I would. I'd say maybe Getsy and Jiggy next year. That would be sick. And and I think as next year's the 30th anniversary season, they'll be more inclined to do something like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. If anyone, it's definitely it's definitely gets left. They're not. Yeah. There's no way they're gonna wait any longer on that. Yeah, no. Does he get a statue? I wouldn't hate a statue. Perhaps. It'd be nice to have something out there. Outside, Perhaps. But, I mean, if yeah. Dustin be, Brown gets one. I mean, <laughs> it'd be nice to have a, you know, a, a Ducks like legend like that kind of statue outside of, you know, to have something besides Wildman. But the know? question is, do they give the statue hair? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, please don't. No. no. They can give us like, I feel like if they, they need to go bald and then we can all take turns going there and like shining it for them. <laughs> Yes, fair enough. Uh, half and half, like the bobblehead. Half and half. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that'd be pretty scary. Sir, you have to get down from the statue. We can't have you shining it. <laughs> uh, oh, Insider J Money asks, favorite moment of the season besides the tank? I'd say uh, Z's overtime goal against Toronto. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. That the one where he flipped his stick in the crowd? No, that was last year. Oh, yeah. Honestly, this is how you know it went downhill. The season mm-hmm. just went downhill. My favorite moment was opening night. Opening Z- night. Okay. Z- well, because I was there too, and that was probably yeah. the last I've heard Hana Center in five years. Um, yeah, like Z- that Zegers tying one-time goal, and then just how batshit the place went when uh, when Ryan Strom won it. Like, oh, yeah. Was it or, or, or was it Strom or Terry that won that one? Terry won it. Terry, I mean, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah when Terry won, oh, that place Put exploded. In reverse. <laughs> Mine would probably be when uh, when Zegris got his 62nd point, which literally just happened days ago, to uh, break the record of 61 last year that he put in his rookie season. So, you know, to have 62, well, not, well, he he ended with 65, which I need to clip. I need to clip that from one of our last, one of our earlier episodes because I think. We all guessed. Uh, we all predicted where he'd end the season, and I, I said, I want to say, I said sixty-five. Somebody's so, tooting their own horn right now. I have to. I'm sorry. There's not much <laughs> going on this season. You do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, that's probably mine. I would say. Um, I would say just based on the performance, uh, Dostal's uh, win against the Oilers. Mm, that like game, he saw like seventy-five shots or whatever it was. <laughs> Because I think that was kind of the turning point of like, okay, he needs to be on this roster full time. No more, no more yo-yoing between that and San Diego. Like, yeah, but sucks yeah, because the only reason we talk about that game is because they shut them out and he made like fifty something saves. Yeah, yeah. But hey, the future's bright, so we the can all revel is in bright. That. Tap tap the sign. Happy times in Duckland. They're coming. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Insider J Money as well. He's part of the SDPN fandom. I always see him on their stuff. I believe he's a Flyers fan, so we'll pour one out at the same time as we shout him out. Um, since he is, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a Flyers fan. So sorry. Does about he like that. the Rocky statue? 
I sure hope not. <laughs> we seem to be at least somewhat friends. I know him a little bit. So if he has, you know, if he likes the Rocky statue, yeah. that might be where we have to end things. Well, he did have a second one. And he asked, will John Gibson ever get his hands on Phoenix Copley? <laughs> Dude, I was kind of I was kind of mad that he didn't start on Thursday. And start Copley. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, but I kind of feel like if you're the Kings, like you want to play the goalie, you're going to start the playoffs with just yeah, to kind of keep them fresh. But yeah, a fight, especially after all the shit that happened in that game, a fight between those two would have probably happen. Yeah, those last five minutes were pretty fun. Just a classic Ducks Kings brawl. Z getting tossed and smashing his stick. That was, it's, you know, I mean, you're going to, you're going to end the season that way. Like you might as well just kind of end it. With what it. did he even do? I went, I, I, it was, left, probably, just, I left it was probably the extracurriculars after, after the, uh, getting involved with, uh, it was, it was Deneau, wasn't it? Hello. Yeah. I, I, it was I, mean, I mean, who cares? There were like five minutes left. I mean, whatever. If anything, him getting <laughs> him getting kicked out may have helped the tank. I mean, who yeah. knows what would happen if he was on the ice in the last five minutes? But yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, we do have two more here, but uh, J Money did say yes. Flyers fan hate the statue. So. Boom, statue hate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have. Uh, we'll finish up with uh, two last ones here. But uh, Firebites asks, who played their last game as a duck? Derek Grant. Yep. Um. Oh, wait. Hold on. Probably Jacob Magna, Derek Grant, Jacob Magna, Bolu, Nathan Bolu. Hopefully, Scott Harrington. Jeez, let's hope. Yeah, Scott Harrington. Um. Um. Devils Colton legend. White probably. Probably Colton White. Yeah. I think Shattenkirk is brought back. Yeah, he definitely will. Be, I can just to be the sixth or seventh defenseman, which yeah. is. Which is fine. Um, what about Comtois? How are we feeling about Comtois? I, I want he, him to stay. I've always liked him. I'll I'll always, lean, I've always I'll, stuck up for him. I'll mm-hmm. lean to the side of Verbeek wanting to give him a shot under a new coach. So I think, I think, uh, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think Comtois gets a gets a qualifying offer. Yeah. I wouldn't hate bold seeing take. what he can do with a different coach. Bold take. Put John Gibson on the list too. Uh oh. You can do this. You do this every episode that Savannah tunes in. You, yeah, you just you just have so it out every episode. So, so every episode. I think You're she missed the last on one. Purpose now. <laughs> well, just, we'll see. He's just uh, being a bully. I'm, Sab, I'm, you know it's coming. Sab, you, wonder, know it's coming you know it's coming. I just I just wonder how like what what the, if this team does anything like on draft day? You know, we'll that'd see. be spicy. Yeah. Draft Connor Bedard and then like five picks later, trade Gibson. Damn. Yeah, right. Damn. Oh man. Yeah, I'm all for some spice. You know, we like we like the spicy stuff. Here. I mean, because if I, we have the first overall pick, we're not doing much for the next, the next the next 31 picks. So yeah, mine as well. Spice that day up a little bit. I kind of yeah. think they're gonna keep them though. I mean, they probably will. Just they probably will. Yeah. They probably uh, will. But there's just, no harm in. He's just doing a ha ha funny right now. We're just yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when I say get to the sixth pick and trade John Gibson, I didn't mean that we'd be trading John Gibson for the sixth overall pick. I just meant we get later in the draft, and they're like, "Oh, maybe there's a Gibson trade here." Trade him for the second. Oh, well, our uh, our last one here comes from Mr. Bentley, and so this Shout was a Scotty. good one. Shout that, out Scotty uh, B. I know the draft will determine a lot about the long-term future, but what's the immediate expectation for this fall? How far away from a full? Comp- competitive season are we i think 
a comparable situation that comes to my mind there is kind of what maybe happened with the Sabres of this year. Um, yeah. You know, you got a lot of your young guys taking big steps and coming up, you know, a really, really young team. Um, I know next year we'll have, we'll have some young D stepping in with Drew Hellison and Jackson Lacombe and, you know, maybe one of, one of Olin Zellweger and Pavel Mintukov, um, you know, we'll see there maybe, maybe a Nathan Gauthier, maybe a Sasha Pastyov. So I can expect a young team next year, a younger team next year um, with, you know, another year under, uh, with another year of, you know, your Zegerses, your McTavish, your Terry's, we'll have a healthy Jamie Drysdale again. Um, you know, Fowler will be back. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to go in and say, especially because we haven't seen any moves from Pat Verbeek yet. I think, I think, my my official like set in stone answer is going to be after we see the moves that Verbeek makes and kind of what I genuinely think a team after the moves are made could do but I don't think I'll just go off the bat and say I don't I don't think playoffs are the expectation next year I think maybe you want to be yeah. like the Sabres and maybe contending for the wild card spot in the in the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks of the season but um you just you just want to see a you want to see a 2022-2023 Buffalo Sabres type of step forward from these Ducks, I want to say. Um, yeah. And adding adding a Connor Bedard or an Adam Fantilli or a Leo Carlson, that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna help to that. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably that's probably my answer for you there, Scotty. Yeah, I can I can pretty much agree with that. That's 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 where you want to see them. You want you want them to take that step. Yeah. Um, I feel like the guys we have right now are young guys. They are, they have the ability to take that step right away next year. And then, like you said, with the addition of whatever this draft pick is in the first round, um, it's only going to accelerate that. So I'd say we're probably two, three years away from like our first, like true season where I can be like, okay, I think we're making the playoffs this year. Um, But that's not, that's not a bad thing. Um, no. You know, I, I I just think maybe going into the season, we thought we were a little bit further along with the rebuild than we really were and maybe kind of overestimated what what this roster or at least what the opening night roster was going to do this year. Um, you know, that's I mean, that's been talked about forever. But, um, yeah, you know, I think I think the consistent playoff contention window, you know, probably another two, three, four years away. But yeah. Yeah, you know, like I said, next year you just you just want to look for big positive steps forward. Um, you know, under a new coach, young team, um, you just you know, again, you want to you want to see the um all your all your young key pieces that we're gonna have next year just taking more steps forward. So let's see them make the playoffs and uh let's shoot for 24-25. Yeah, I'll throw yeah, I'll go with you on that one, Chris. We're we're a playoff team in 24-25. I'll give you that so Stanley 2025 Stanley Cup playoffs. Maybe we're in the wild card spot. We're a wild card team. Yeah. 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 Let's go. Okay. Let's go. I mean, per the beak, we're kind of at that midpoint. So, yeah. If he sees that we have a couple years to go, I trust that the timetable hopefully doesn't get pushed back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, kind of what I wrote about yesterday, um, not to spoil too much of it, was, you know, having that patience and understanding that we're, going to probably still be bad a couple more seasons will definitely pay off in the long run with letting more of the kids play letting you know more of that talent develop kind of turn the corner and come into their own um instead of being that perennial sabers ottawa team every year that it's like ah they're they're just like one one guy away or if they just won three or four more games they would have been in Mm -hmm. and then having them take three, four steps back and kind of being at square one again, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 
I kind of agree with you guys. I say maybe a year or two more, and and we should hopefully be back to uh, back to playoff contention. Very Sounds um, good to me, man. Very exciting times in the uh, in the world of Ducks fandom right now. I think you know. I think so. Yeah. The last 48, 72 hours of just in terms of a of a future outlook perspective, I think I think it's probably been the biggest moment of the lot the last couple of years. I would say. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Jake, uh, Jake from, uh, Jake from Crash and Pond put it really well in the, uh, in the chat yesterday. Um, you know, yeah, we finished last, but if you really think about it, this isn't rock bottom. Like this is actually part of the climb. This is part of the climb back up. So, um, it's rejuvenating. It's refreshing. Like the tank is over. It's done. We're parking, we're parking the tank in the garage, um, stowing it away for, hopefully like 10 the 10 plus years um but yeah well uh only uh hey super super positive outlook going forward and i'm glad we're here this is probably the most jacked up i've been to do a podcast as you got as you guys can probably tell uh you know at least in the last couple months um, he's been so jacked he's ripped through two shirts already he's wearing his third shirt right now yeah thanks chris <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. uh, Felix good, uh, ask good, the good times ahead. Good yeah. times ahead. Really excited for all this off season talk. Really excited to you know kind of kind of cut you know cover the playoffs with all you guys and yeah. We'll we'll have, we'll have draft content. We'll have more draft talk going forward. You know I'm I'm excited that we only really need to talk about like three or four guys in the draft at least in the first round. Um, you know maybe yeah. maybe we'll we'll talk about you know some some second or third round kind of you know you know, guys that I may like, um, Possibly, and, uh, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe we can get our boy, uh, our boy Patrick on here, go a little bit more in depth. Uh, that'd be a, that'd be great. And I know he's still dealing with uh, somewhat of a newborn, so I don't know how likely that is, but you know, maybe, maybe we'll get some, uh, we'll get some people on to talk a little bit more draft as we, uh, as we inch closer. Well, with that all being said, we'll, uh, we'll end it here. This was definitely a little bit of a long, I have a food episode. take. Oh. Lou, take us out with one more. Oh, Jesus uh, um, it's been a little bit of a debate in the food chat in the CTV Discord, and I would just like to say that Pacifico is the best Mexican lager beer. Ooh, you scared me. Lou, take that I agree with. Let's go. I got scared. I also agree when oh. he when he brought when Pacifico came out of your oh. goddamn mouth, my heart stopped. I thought we were gonna have oh. a street <laughs> brawl. Am I relieved to hear that? Oh, one? Yes, Pacifico God, out of out of the top three Mexican beers, Pacifico, Modelo, Corona. Pacifico yeah. is number one. That doesn't mean Modelo wasn't bad. I love a good Modelo. Mm-hmm. Modelo was clear number two, but Pacifico yeah. is number one. Pacifico Modelo clears. And then well, we're getting a little dog. too chummy here, so and I would like also like to say that mashed potatoes are ass. <laughs> Come on. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you know, uh, Lou, we, Lou, we were ending on a high note, and then you just had to go and. Yeah, he just I doesn't like when we agree there, with him. There, there goes my outro. But you know, <laughs> hey, 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 it wouldn't be a lap without something like that. So I guess it's alright. Yeah, whatever. Man. I didn't. Like I'm just gonna chumminess. say you're wrong. But I, oh, I'm. You know what? Can I give a little food take on that one? Hot take: Mashed sweet potatoes are better than just regular mashed potatoes. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. Okay. I'll give you that. Okay. 100%. Let's keep it there. We'll uh, we'll talk about this next week. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you're uh, make sure you're following the Late Arrivals podcast on Twitter, Instagram. You can follow our TikTok if you'd like. Um, follow us here on Twitch if you're just listening and you're not watching. Follow us here. We're getting so close to 100 uh, followers on Twitch. We'd love to get there before the uh, Stanley Cup is hoisted, possibly. So 
help us get there. But yeah, follow Inside the Rink on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. On Twitter, it's inside underscore the underscore rink. Um, and you can check out Jake's latest uh, article over there, which is a lot of fun. Uh, we've had two articles come out in the past few days or so. So go check them out. Go check out other NHL content that they carry over there. Um, they got a lot of ECHL content. ECHL playoffs are, are uh, kicking off. So go check them out. Um, yeah, follow us everywhere, man. We're having fun. Join us. 714 tickets. 714 tickets. Make sure you're following them everywhere. If you want to go to an Angels game, use 714 promo code LAP. There you go. Promo code LAP. And if you really want to go to a Kings playoff game, you could buy them off there too. (laughs) There you go. Kings playoff tickets. Get 10% off using our code. I promise it's not weird. We shall talk to you guys next week with with some more professional sounding... uh, Music at the beginning. Yes. Night, night, guys. Mission. We'll see ya. <laughs> mission fucking accomplished. We'll see ya. Peace. Bye.